Cliff Schechter is kind enough to join us today uh, to talk about politics. Of course, the Blue Amp channel is available on YouTube. If you're not following that, subscribe there. You are absolutely wrong. It's brilliant stuff. I post a lot of the, the videos there, and they are so good. He's kind enough today to talk to, about politics and other things. Cliff, are you finally there, my friend? I hope so. Can huh? you hear me? Yeah, I got you, Matt. Do you get a lot of trick-or-treaters at your house on Halloween? Yeah, we're we're on a pretty residential block, and there's a bunch of families on here, so we get a pretty good number. Absolutely, Which, is we do good? our stuff. We carve some pumpkins, you know. We, uh, we 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 put out the candy, you know. Make sure to give the kids some bourbon. I'm kidding. Don't do that. There, there is one awesome dude in the neighborhood that always gives out uh, adult treats, as he says. Oh, really? And not to the not to the kids, okay. but to the parents. You know, when you bring your younger kids around. Um, now my kids are 17 and 14, so it's not really an issue. But like when you would, when you'd be the the parent taking them out, because it always seems like it's so cold. So he'd give you like a you know he'd give you mini bottles of like bourbon and you know stuff like that, which I always found to be pretty cool. We did have a neighbor like that. He he and his other the other houses there would always get together. They'd have big candy bars, which was great. The kids loved that house. But you also, if it was a cold night, they would have they'd have a little sifter or something for you if you came on by. That was always a nice little treat. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. I also, um, I also would grab a few of the big candy bars. I mean, those are nice. <laughs> oh my god, dude, dude, who's not going with that? The big Hershey's, the big. I mean, you know, to make myself feel better, a big Snickers because I I convince myself that the peanuts in there because they have protein that I'm doing something not so bad. You know, like I can convince myself of anything, obviously. But isn't that like the greatest ad campaign? Hey, eat a candy bar. It's protein. Yeah, sure. I know. <laughs> I'm sure they. I'm sure they did that at some point, right? It tricked me and, and made it so that, that they they branded it so that it went really well and totally tricked me. And I'm now, you know, addicted. So good work by them. Uh, you and it. you and I talk baseball, and I imagine this is going to be a brief conversation because I have looked at the lineups of the teams that have gotten in that were in the playoffs. By far, the Texas Rangers are the most boring team in the American League. We're having a little debate on whether Miami would have been more boring than Arizona. But needless to say, this is are you are you gripped to your television on this World Series? Because I can't get excited about this at all. I'm as ungripped as you can be. Yeah. Um, I told you I wanted you guys to get there, and my my other team was Philly. Was Philly. I, I think Philly would have. I mean, I lived in Philadelphia for college, so. I'm partial to them, even you know, and, and as a Yankees fan, um, that you know, I'm not a Mets fan, so the Phillies aren't, aren't really competitors with my team. Uh, so it's an easy to, um, team to embrace, and um, and yeah, I love you know, I love Bryce Harper, Schwarber is hitting those things five miles out of the stadium. Like that was a lineup to watch. So I was excited for them. I thought they could be so much of a fun team uh, once they lost. I mean. I would have loved them, and I would have hated the Astros, and that would have given me a reason to watch the World Series if either of those teams made it. But as you pointed out, like the two most boring teams in the world made it. So I just, you know, Garcia is incredible with some of what he does, but overall, like they're just not exciting teams. So now I'm not. I didn't even watch. I haven't watched a game yet. I yeah. mean, I had things that I had to be out at and do, but I mean, I suppose I would have like gone out of my way to cancel those things if I really, really felt I had to watch it. But 
it, it ain't winning me over. Well, and Brett uh, mentioned before, you know, during one of the breaks, he said, well, you know, Houston, I wouldn't want to see Houston there. I said, yeah, but even if Houston would have gotten there, I would have rooted for the National League team just to beat them. You know, I just I – mean, there would have at least been that interest. I didn't want them to win. This is just a whole bunch of, huh? I don't care. I mean, two yeah. teams I could care less about. That's the thing. Is I, rooted, I wanted the Rangers to beat Houston because I hate Houston with every fiber of my being. So I want you guys to beat Houston. I want the Rangers to – but the problem is, once the Rangers actually did it, then I lost. Then there's nothing interesting <laughs> left, right? So, so in a way, it would have been better if Houston had won because then I could sit there and, and find a way to root for the Diamondbacks like crazy because I hate Houston so much. But you know, there's just there's no rooting interest. Like I just had zero care in either direction for for these teams, and they're not exciting teams, as you said. So, nope. Don't really care. What can I do? Speaking of boring, like the Bengals beat the 49ers yesterday. Yes, and that, that was cool. That was a very nice, solid, and that was a dominant victory on the road too. That was very nice for you there. Uh, that was like the team that we thought they were going to be. You know, that, that it's from the past. So I'm going to hope that that uh, that team remains and doesn't disappear. Uh, speaking of going under the radar, Mike Johnson, uh, this was a little bit of a surprise when he became the Speaker of the House. And it almost – I mean I, the more that comes out on this guy, the more I am like how in the world did the non-MAGA Republicans in the House go along with this? Because this guy – I mean it, it's – yeah, he's quiet and he has this little – this act he does where he does kind of the, the folksy town square lawyer from the South where I talk about this. Yeah. The reality is, though, he lies constantly. Um, he He's had some incredibly disturbing associations in the past, and his political stances and his legal stances are – I mean they, he said he wanted to have a an 18th century government, these 1700s. He actually wishes we could go back to that. And I think, and that means everything. I really do, honestly think that guy thinks back to those good, as the oh. good old days. He's a literal, literal crazy person. And <laughs> if they, I mean, he, if they don't use that, the I, I just, you know, the, the Democratic Party it will be malpractice. And I've already seen them doing this, so I don't think I think they get it. Um, but it'll be literal malpractice if all eighteen Republicans in Biden won districts, not to mention about another dozen or so who are in you know, slight lean Republican districts that are winnable for us or whatever, you know, like Lauren Boebert's district. You know, I mean, obviously the easiest thing with Lauren Boebert is to tire to, in commercials to Lauren Boebert. <laughs> but also, you know, but the Mike Johnson stuff is, is incredibly important. I did a video on him because people have done videos on his obsession with banning abortion, which he now lies about. As you said, he lies so easily. Like these, these religious nuts who claim that to have some understanding of Jesus and be, you know, more holy than the rest of us, which is, by the way, exactly if you read anything Jesus said, what Jesus warned you about is to not pay attention to people like that. Um, but these people that do that kind of stuff and then lie with such ease. And, and you know, I mean, they asked him about George Santos, and he's like, well, you know, I, I, we, I don't think we should expel him. I mean, we've got a really small, you know, uh, we really have a small you know, right now margin. And it's like, how can you, you know, like, I just feel like yelling curses at him, to be honest with you, which I won't do on your show, but just like, you are so full of crap. <laughs> I mean, here one minute you're sitting here, I was saying, how devoted you are to Jesus, but the next minute, you know, the, through the biblical word and the, the Ten Commandments and honesty, 
but the guy who's been charged with felonies in two different countries and he's lied about everything from who he is, his name, we don't even know who the hell the guy really is, to the fact that, that he, he took donations from people and took their credit card numbers and ripped them off. George Santos, but you're willing to keep him so your margin is padded by one vote. But you're going to claim you're religious? I mean, you know, and it just goes so far beyond the nuttery, the anti. I mean, the, he's not just against gay marriage. He's not just against gay rights. He thinks that we should ban it. We should have, again, sodomy laws. Yes. So he does believe in the 18th century. And then here's the thing, and I've heard women say this who've looked at him, you know, the way he, but some people just are creepy. <laughs> and these fundamentalist guys who are all, I mean, it always happens, right? Larry Craig, you're sponsoring the, the, the amendment to ban gay marriage, and then we catch you tap dancing. And where? The Minneapolis airport, actually. Your famous airport. And it, um, it is a sexy airport. <laughs> you know, how many of these different different pastors and people we've caught who lecture everybody about everything, and then we find out, God, the horrible things, you know, them with kids and all. I mean, there's, as I said, the minute he we found out about how, what a religious nut he was, my response immediately was, there's something weird there. There will be. Watch. Anybody who joins religious cults like that, he's crazy. And, of course, he believes in this covenant marriage garbage that makes it impossible to get divorced, even if the wife is being abused. But, like, you know, he's, he's tied into the alliance for defending freedom. We're the ones right now, by the way, trying to put a case in front of the Supreme Court to ban birth control. Um, but, but, like... You've seen the story already, right, about the, the black son who's 11 years younger than him well, who doesn't appear in family photos? Like, I knew it. I knew there'd be a creepy Nestor Matt Gates thing there, and of course there is. Well, and let's... Who is the uh, age of, uh, tw- Go ahead. Well, I want to bring that up. That's one of the things that's really, really weird about this guy. He has multiple times bragged about this black child that he adopted, which, fine, great, you know, you know that's, that's what you want to do. But someone started to notice that none of his family photos that were officially released included this black son. And then you find out it's a guy that was like 18 when he was 29. And yeah, no, he's 11 years younger than Yeah, him. it's and weird. No, I mean, no guy in their 20s adopts somebody who adopts a, a kid who is a full-on, not just mid-teenager, but late teenager. Nobody does that. It is creepy as hell. And it's all, you've always got this weird paternalistic, the way, you know, with, with Matt Gates, it was Nestor, a Latino kid. It's always a minority kid that, that you see these guys doing it with because there's this paternalistic, racist, I'm going to take care of you thing about it that I, don't, I can't even get into. I don't understand. But, like, I mean, what are we thinking here? You know, I mean... You know, Jerry Falwell Jr., uh, suddenly we find out about the pool boy, John Carlo. I mean, you know, there, there's it, it, just the way you do, there's something creepy there. And, of course, there was. It all came out eventually. Uh, I'm going to tell you, I will predict right now, because I predicted there'd be something creepy about this guy. The minute I learned he was a religious religious lunatic, and already we've got it with, with, with the 11-year-younger black child who, who magically doesn't appear in any family pictures, but... We're going to find out something. I'm just saying, I'm not going to go into it because I'm not going to say things I don't have proof of right now. But there is something absolutely creepy going on there. And I will, I'm willing to bet you at this point, it is far from all. Well, and, and you're much more. And here's to back you up. His entire explanation 
is backpedaling like crazy. Oh, yes, he's a proud member of the family, and we're done talking about it. You can't talk to him for privacy reasons. We're going to do it. I've actually had someone – I saw someone else, and and it might be something weird like what you're alluding to. Someone said to me, some places in the South, people will do this because then they basically – well, they they adopt this person, and for room and board, that person has to work for them. And that's it, the, I mean, that's, that's the other creepy thing I'm thinking. Like, literally, we're, we're talking about modern slavery. Yeah, that's the one thing that it does seem like. I mean, there this is something that has happened occasionally in in suddenly southern areas, like where this guy is from, where they feel as if no. When and this is a guy who said we need to take things back to the 1700s, that they feel as if those were the good old days. I wouldn't be surprised if there was – that's why he's desperately trying to get rid of this is because if he all of a sudden basically adopted a black child just to have him as a servant in his house, you know, come on, man. You, I mean, I, I mean at that point, you've got to have the moderate Republicans themselves, I imagine, would, would try to throw him out of there. Well, you'd hope so. But, I mean, all these ones, they had all these conditions, you know, and even conservatives who trying to pretend they were principled. Ken Buck, oh – I won't vote for somebody who rejected the election. Oh, but you voted for the guy that led the effort to overturn the election. You know, I mean, these others who were like, Jim Jordan is too crazy. We can't support him. You know, some of the more moderate ones from these from these districts in New York and California all lined up and voted for this guy. Oh, my God. I, you know, I wish I were running campaigns in all those places. I do have a big email list. And I do have a YouTube channel. And, and I am going to to do everything I can to remind everybody constantly in those districts, uh, because these 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 chumps who pretend they're moderate will try to run away from this, you know. And but they, you know, you let them get away with this, uh, you you pathetically lost. Yeah. They should be tied at the hip. A bunch of them voted for Jim Jordan once too, by the way, and then backed off later. They should be tied to their votes for Jim Jordan. They should be tied to their to their votes for this creepy religious lunatic. They should be tied to their support for Donald Trump. I mean, there's simply no reason that almost every one of those districts, you know, we shouldn't pick up. And again, another half dozen to a, to, to a dozen and a half that are anywhere up to like, you know, Republican plus five that are anywhere from tied to slight Republican districts, we they should have to pay for this. Well, and, and we, this should this should be out there for everybody. Well, and we should remind her: ever since they overturned Roe v. Wade, there has been that undeniable about seven point swing, and so that that is that's out there too. What do you think? You brought up the fact that he was the lead um, point man in the House to basically overthrow without any evidence whatsoever to overthrow the twenty twenty election in favor of Trump. What do you think of the, uh, the the mentality a lot of people in the left feel is if his job right now is to make sure that in 2024 that the election is thrown out if Biden wins by a landslide, that it gets thrown out and they install Trump as the president? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at all that that's why he's there. Um, but, you know, that, that puts the onus on us that much more. It's not the old Congress that swears in, you know, that, 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 that looks over the electoral budget for the new Congress. So kick them out by large numbers, win those districts. I mean, there's literally no reason in a, in a uh, Biden versus Trump year in, you know, in, and Trump at that point will likely have been convicted of at least a couple crimes with this creepy speaker uh, of the house that you shouldn't pick up at least 35 seats, honestly. Yeah. And destroy them. At least. At least. At least. I mean, you should be aiming for 60. Yeah. 
you said a seven point swing. Well, there you go. But every district, I mean, there's some, there will be some exceptions where there aren't good Democratic candidates, and there'll be some other ones where, you know, for whatever reason, there's an actual good Republican candidate. But basically, you should be looking at every district that goes up to R plus seven, uh, and you should be taking them on. And people forget Adam Frisch. You know, was taking on Lauren Boebert. Now, granted, she's such a moron and, of course, <laughs> has done so much more since then. But then again, Beetlejuice is a very sexy uh, it show. Is. So it I really is. Yeah. Her issues. But, um, <laughs> I mean, you know, Adam first came within 530 votes of beating her, and she is in an R plus six, I want to say, district or something like that. Again, we can win those districts. We should be going for all of them. We should be going to win 50 to 60 of these things to absolutely destroy them. Well, Stauber, right. Minnesota 8, he's up in Minnesota 8. That's a, that's a, I think that's a plus one Republican district now. Even he jumped away from Jim Jordan on that second vote. He jumped away from him because, and that told me a lot there. But then what does he do? He goes out and votes for the yep. psychopath from New, uh, from Louisiana. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, I think all these guys, you, you know, this is that was a unanimous vote, and that's one of the things which I is definitely, as you said, that's going to be an anchor on these guys as it drags it down. Because, and I'm, I'm going to bring up something you'd mentioned: the sodomy laws. I think that if I mean, I, we that this guy has worked for an agency that wants to bring back laws which dictate what kind of sex you can have with your partner in the privacy of your own home. If that is not some sick, twisted, psychopathic stuff, I don't know what it is. No, I mean, that it is that. Banning birth control, telling you who you're allowed to love and not allowed to love. I mean, he's a creepy, weird little throwback I don't know if you saw like the picture of him with his wife too. She literally looked hypnotized. Yeah, they they are some freaky, weird people, and they should be referred to that way. This is not normal. These religious sects like that are not normal. That have that that do these creepy covenant marriage things, and the rest of them like no, I, I, like it, this guy and everything he represents should be tied around their necks because seventy percent of this country is repulsed by that. Oh, it is. Uh, uh, I, first of all, I want to remind everyone, if you are not an, a, a subscriber to the Blue Amp channel on YouTube with Cliff Schechter, you need to be. Uh, it's YouTube, youtube.com backslash C Schechter. I'll link to everything a little bit later on so you can go subscribe there. These videos are coming out on a real regular basis. I post them all on social media as well so you can find them there. Cliff, uh, outstanding take. Uh, we'll have to we'll have to wait for another baseball year for us to get excited again. But <laughs> yeah. I I am feeling pretty good with the Twins pitching staff. It looks like that's going to stay mostly intact. So I'm feeling they hopeful. They look awesome, me. man. Oh. I, I I was I was sad. I thought they were going to pull it off, but you know what? We got next year. We got, there's oh that's the great thing about baseball. There's always next year. Uh, well, not not for some teams, but I mean the Royals, no, not or, <laughs> or the A's, no, not really. But everyone else, oh, sure. Yeah, exactly. The A's, there's it's like there's all these. Where we'll be playing next year? We're, we're still figuring it out. But, uh. <laughs> Cliff Schechter, uh, my show is better when you're on it. Thank you very much, Cliff. I appreciate the time. Thanks so much, buddy. I appreciate it.